1: Light years. andy we waited a couple hours after the game to calm down gain a little perspective maybe bring a little levity to our listeners who are angry and i'm here to tell you none of that happened
2: no no I- i'm not i'm still as angry you're usually calmer than me i'm angry still very annoyed Uh, and this podcast is going to be a lot of, a lot of Andy Lou yelling. That's what the, people.
1: Uh, (laughs) like, what I was going to say is, okay, I hate doing this because we've done this five times in the last two months. Worst loss of the season. Objectively losing to Orlando when they only score 94 points. Like, I, I don't even know what you want me to say.
2: Orlando's awful. They are awful.
1: I'm watching. I can, I can, the, I can get super so hipster mad. and be like, dude, I really like Franz Wagner, but they're like, and like, oh, Moe that's kind of sneaky, but like,
2: they're a terrible team, you they know are, what I mean? Like, Wagner they're, might they're, be the best player, but they are an awful team. like, just they went through a. they look like the Warriors, is what they look like is they had some cool moments, right? Wagner had some cool moments. Cole Anthony made a couple threes to start. Like some guys showed some cool potential. Wendell Carter, what a resurrection on his career. So it's like, they had some cool moments, and then they would just go through like six minutes without scoring. Now, the good thing for Orlando is they did that in the third quarter. <laughs> and the Warriors turn around, and they did it for the entire fourth quarter. And, and just it's just an unacceptable loss, Sam, from well, everyone. everyone.
1: And, and I think the thing is, like, we all know Orlando's in a rebuild. Mm. And they they want to get like Chet or Jaden
2: Ivey or you know, whoever it may be, yeah, right? Like, yeah, whatever. They're, they're yeah, exactly. They're venturing. They're like, that kid's a monster. You know, I'm a college, <laughs> yeah, guy. I'm a nice, college guy now. I'm a college. guy. Yeah, nice, nice
1: dude. Tournament is fun. Yes, um, yes, it is. But yeah, it's like they they're clearly in a rebuild. The Warriors playing down to that level at this stage of the season when you know Orlando wants to lose everything impossible. Oh, like my God. the coaches. You know they want to lose when the coach does not care that Cole Anthony does fifteen hezzies before he does anything. You know what I mean, and and the Warriors still lost. Like it, it's embarrassing. They look, they look like a team who will not get out of the first round of the playoffs. So uh, I'm not I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that's that's what they look like right now, which is disgusting. It's and, just, and it's
2: it's not like it's just tonight. Like if it was just tonight and this happened, me and you would sit and be like, shit, "Shit happens, dude. Sometimes you sometimes you miss all your threes and you you score ninety points and you lose to the worst team in the NBA." But I feel like we've seen this, like you said, for the past two months. We've seen this with or without Steph. We've seen some of this terrible basketball repeatedly, and at some point, to me, this just feels like last season. Is what it is.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean. We're going to get to Steve Kerr and Draymond's quotes in a couple mm. minutes. But to me, it, it does feel like last season. It feels directionless. I thought the Warriors had an amazing first half of the season. They looked like the title favorites from pretty much until, until New Year's. You know, they looked yeah. amazing. Then Draymond got hurt. They had no interior defense. They had nothing going on there. I thought they held down the four. And now Draymond's back. He doesn't really look like Draymond just yet and Steph's out and I can't tell how much of it is injuries and how much of it is just complacency at this point, but it's, this is as bad as it gets when you
2: lose to a team like Orlando. I, I think it's, I think it is injuries, but I also feel like at some point, what, what that that's, what are you supposed to do? Right, like for these guys, you can't make that excuse because there's only ten games left in the season. You've got to adjust somehow, right? To these guys, you can't just say, you know, oh, Steph will be back. There's 15 games we can ramp up. You can't do that anymore. It's you got to figure out how to get Clay to trust his players. You got to figure out how to get Wiggins to find some version of himself in the first half, right? You got to find a way to get Jordan pull the ball more. They can't wait anymore. They just can't. And and I feel like part of Steve Kerr's thing is like hey we're just gonna keep doing this and one step is back we'll figure it out but that's not happening right like he's gone for the next two weeks they're gonna lose six games in a, in a row and it's like what are you supposed to you're supposed to find a way to adjust yeah, to this yeah, somehow yeah. and they don't seem like they're doing it, is what i'm trying so, to say. so let's start with steve kerr
3: we have to execute better and we've got to uh, be smarter we've got to stop fouling three-point shooters uh, that's killed us killed us the last two games uh, you take away the fouls on the three-point shooters and in my opinion, we win both games. Um, we got to take care of the ball. We we can't get illegal screens. We had a couple of just awful illegal screens where we're completely out of position, um, and we know we're out of position. If that's the case, don't set a screen. Um, mental mistakes. Um, you know, be sharp on our switches. Be sharp uh, defensively. If the ball's on the ground, we got to go get the ball. You know, there's got to be a level of discipline, um, of, of accountability, of competitive desire. Uh, and I know these are great guys. I love the, love these guys in the locker room. Uh, awesome guys. I know they want to win, uh, but we have to learn how to win. And uh, right now we don't know how to win.
1: On the one hand, I do appreciate, you know, like he's trying to rally the troops I love these guys in the locker room. Awesome guys. I know they want to win. We just have to learn how to win. To me, it feels like Steve is going soft on them because he does not think they can't handle it. If he goes hard on them. Mm. Do you, do you agree with me there? Like um, what do you mean? It feels like, he's frustrated. Okay. He mentioned how they don't know how to set screens properly, move like, just do basic things. Mm. um, As you would like to say, you know, like they're, they're just, they're dumb. They don't know how to play basketball, but it's like, um, I think, I think Steve's trying to take the softer touch to it because he doesn't think they'll respond to the Bobby Knight thing.
2: I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think this has been going for a few months now. Where I, I think Steve is like you said. I think the locker room knows what he wants. Like they they know him, Draymond Clay. Like they know him. Like this doesn't move those guys. So what really does this kind of what what really does this dialogue? Who is this for? Who is this for? what? Thank you. Who is this for? Right. And I think part of that is part of that is I think it's it's a lot of Andrew Wiggins. Right. It's a lot of also I think a, a few a part of it is like Clay Thompson. Right. Because Clay Thompson's been been bad and he's really not trying to play better and I think part of it's not his fault because he doesn't know how to play with these guys and so uh, I don't know what Steve is supposed to do verbally but for me the big issue with what he's saying is that Steve you've got to do a better job we watch these games and I miss the first four minutes of the game and I look at my phone and I'm like oh shit it's 14 to 6 real (laughs) shocker right real shocker that the Warriors can't score uh, playing the same offensive style that they've played for ten years, and I think that's something where it's like Steve, you don't have Steph, you don't have those guys anymore to make your life easier. You can't just expect things to even out in the long run. You've got to and, figure and out how I, to change it.
1: Yeah. And tying into it, because I unfortunately saw the first four minutes. Um, <laughs> I want to give Steve credit for adjusting as the game went on, but like you can't just be throwing away stretches of the game as it goes on, like. They, they tried to run the same offense they always run, with Jordan Poole playing the Steph role. Uh, Newsflash: He's not Steph Curry. He's not gonna mm-hmm. operate off screens. He's not gonna get the same gravity. You know, shout out gravity. Maybe, maybe Tim, you can put in some John Mayer right here. A little <laughs> gravity. Um, but like, it, it, it's not gonna work. They they changed it midway through. They got Jordan Poole mm-hmm. a little more into ball screens. It worked. It didn't work amazing, but like they also didn't have the talent, like whatever. And I think that's just kind of they can't run that same Steph Curry offense when he's they out. Can't. Like they it's can't. A, it's it's just that simple.
2: It's also not really working when Steph is in. And I think part of the issue right now is is that I I think everybody knows that you don't think Draymond's not an idiot. He knows that clay thompson knows it i think clay part of i think clay's issues right now he's like can you call plays for me to get the rock where it makes sense for me so i don't have to divert from the offense that isn't working right like i i think part of it is is these guys need to put in different positions like uh, gp2 barely played tonight i don't know is he hurt right it's he, some of that he's stuff, a
1: little like i don't know what's give going on that a little bit of a pass
2: but yeah Well, it's just like, why isn't he playing? Not to blame him. It's just like, well, if he's hurt, then don't play him. If he's not hurt, like, he should be playing more. But not even that. That's not even a big issue. The the big issue for me is, like, we know. Sam, you and I know. We're not even close to be good enough to be on an NBA coaching staff. You and I sit here, and we know that this offense is not going to work. It is not. Even against the worst. Kyrie just dropped
1: 61. What do you say to – okay, friend of the show, Tommy, pointed this out. He goes – the sure. reason Steve doesn't adjust is because he wants guys to get into rhythm because ultimately Steph's going to come back. And they're going to play the same
2: type of offense. Okay, so the, the question is, why change that? Why change yeah, yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I, I'm and- asking you, what, what would you say to someone who goes, I understand it's frustrating, but don't they need to fight through it and figure it out in this Here's offense a- that maybe doesn't fit them without Steph Curry because ultimately when Steph comes back, they're going to have to play it.
2: Here's the thing. They should have changed it even with Steph. Not change the whole offense, but my yeah. big thing always, like you look at that Boston game, is they weren't scoring even with Steph against Boston. Now, Boston is an elite defense, but you're ah, going to see I, elite I see defenses, you. right? That's the thing. Like, they're going to have to make adjustments regardless of if Steph was playing. They should be doing it anyway. Like, for example, Jordan Poole's got to have the rock. Like, he makes dumb plays. Like, those carries are bad. He makes dumb passes. But my God, like, he is... The rock of your offense right now And you just simply cannot have Guys like Kavon Looney with the ball in his hands Repeatedly it's just it's not sustainable
1: Yeah it's like it's like You're overplaying it it's nice to have that as a Counter move like oh damn We got the ball in Looney's hands defense Doesn't know what to do boom boom Open corner three but If that's what your whole offense is like It really only works if you have guys who can Really play Andre I mean guys like yeah, that and, and, of the and like, IQ And like I want to, I want to take it back to it. Like you brought up Clay Thompson, he's not playing well. Um, He has moments where he plays well, and like I I don't think he he needs Steph. He needs. Well, I don't. I don't think it's surprising. He's two years off of an injury. Um, I don't know if the Warriors are putting him in the best position at all times. Like it's they're not. He obviously he had the foul that cost him the game. I haven't seen him that upset in a long time. Um, part of Cole me, is Anthony's like, blowing by him. Yeah. Part of me is sitting here going like he's he doesn't know how to deal with the fact that he can't be the same player he was prior. And that's a problem for the team, but they could do a little more to uh, hide him, I guess is a better way to put I, it or put him in better positions.
2: I think he's the guy that Steph looks for. him. Steph loves him sub Clay Thompson, and I think Steph goes out of his way to say, "Hey, I'm gonna get him in rhythm." Draymond too, but again, Draymond's not the creator that Steph is, right? So Draymond can't just say, "All right, I'm gonna get the ball and get Steph a good," you're right. So uh, he needs Steph, and and I and we saw Steph in that Milwaukee game where Steph just got Clay open three after open three. We love Clay Thompson, but if he's dribbling around shooting shots, not who he is, right? And so Jordan Poole love him, dog. He's a hooper. But he's not getting clay shots. He's not looking for clay. Uh, that's not who Jordan Poole is. Um, you're right, though. I think I always thought of Draymond as someone that's going to struggle as he gets older because he's going to be worse. But it sounds like that's happening more with Clay Thompson right now. Um, and the defense is probably the scariest part. Cole Anthony's kind of uh, he's having an okay season, but Jesus, man. Yeah, Clay's, Clay's got to be better on that end, and
1: I don't know that it's coming in the next. Not this weeks.
2: season. Not this season. Not this season. Like you said, it's going to be have to have, be guys like Andrew Wiggins who himself got blown by multiple times, got yelled at by Draymond on the court multiple times tonight. I know you saw it, just yeah. absolutely butchered on the court where it's like,
4: whew, whew. Yeah, Draymond,
1: yeah, let's get to Draymond. Yeah, and then so here's a Draymond quote:
4: I think we're playing soft. Uh, we're playing stupid we just not playing good basketball, and we're getting pumped, so, you know, um, it's hard to win the game getting pumped, and that's kind of where we are right now, we you know, you, you get to these games, and we're losing a lot of fourth quarters, like, not really losing the whole game, we're losing a lot of fourth quarters, and that's execution, But in order to execute, it requires a certain level of physicality, and we're not meeting that. And, you know, um, no disrespect to Orlando Magic, that's one of the worst teams in the league. And we can't match that with them. So so if you can't match that with them, you're definitely not going to do it against a great team. And so um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's concern, but that's what's happening. And I don't doubt that we can fix it. Um, but, if, but
1: if we're going to win some games, they got to be fixed. And so, yeah, I mean, sometimes the audio – I feel bad because Draymond's a visual person. Hmm. If you saw his face where he goes, we're playing soft, we're playing stupid, you see on his face that he's being polite. Yeah. Like he wants <laughs> – that's him like holding back. You know what I mean? Like you can see it in his face. And to me, this is the most encouraging thing at tonight. Yes, yes. He yes, looks – Yes, he has that um, – I'm not going out like this face. Nope. And I'm wondering if they lock into something more. Like he's obviously coming off of a, a pretty bad injury. He's still in a missed restriction. I think it's probably driving him insane that he can't be at the center of everything because he probably feels, if I'm at the center of everything, things get better. I'm curious what happens on the rest of this road trip if they cut the, the minister's section off because um, without Steph Curry, this team needs to rally around a leader. And Draymond's really the only le- leader they have. He's yeah. got to – he has to get
2: beyond his injuries
1: and get there basically. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I agree. I love this. I just – it's just what they need. I thought they needed the – the I thought they needed the anger from him too against the Spurs. Now he went too far. And I think getting thrown out there is come on, Draymond, right? That's a mistake. But this game, I think this post game, I mean, he wasn't great tonight, right? You said it. He turned down a wide open layup. That's I was like, dude, is this fucking last year again, right? Completely wide open layup. Um, and it, it, and then he had a mistake on Mobamba, where I mean, to be fair, he was he knew that Cole was gonna blow by Clay, so he left Bamba open, right? And made a three. And he's not great on the court, but I think this is the kind of leadership that they need right now. Um, who do you think he's calling out? He said we're soft and we got punked. Who but do you he's think calling,
1: he's- I think he's calling everyone out, but if he if I was to read I think I know I think he's calling himself out. I think he Ooh. wants Wow. I mean, you're gonna say he's calling Andrew Wiggins out, and I agree with you. I agree, but he's I looking at his facial expression, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it. I see a dude who's like, oh shit. You know, here, like I got to, I, it has to start with a me type of thing. Okay. That's the way I see okay. it because I'm yeah. a realist and I think Draymond's a realist too. I don't think Draymond thinks Andrew Wiggins is going to turn into Paul George tomorrow. You know,
2: like that's what, that's where I'm at. But, but he's gotta be better. I mean, just, I mean, obviously he's gotta be better, but, and tonight I thought Andrew Wiggins actually really aggressive. He, he actually, as much as he could get to the hole, he just couldn't finish. He had a sleeve on his knees. Yeah, knee, so maybe-
1: it's, it's, it's a, um, <laughs> he uh, was more aggressive five for 19, but probably, yeah,
2: 19 shots, you know,
1: but your point stands. He did. He did try
2: <laughs> fucking 30 million to try. Oh, um, he, he had a sleeve oh, on his I knees. My, so, I hate myself for saying that. Yeah. Right I don't loud. know why you, I wasn't going to let that go. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he's hurt a little bit, but Hey, you're on the floor. You got to play better than that against like. Well, who's Garnum, man? Franz Wagner's Garnum. Wendell Carter's Garnum. Like, you should be eating these guys lunch. Shout out,
1: friend friend of the show, Chumo Kiki. Chumo O'Kiki, Kiki.
2: Friend of the show, indeed. Friend of the show. He's good, right? Good. He's good. He's good defender. Good. Uh, good defender. If he can hit if he can figure out the three, he's gonna be a good basketball player. Shout out Mex Cousin. <laughs> Somebody said that. It's <laughs> maybe we leave that one out. But anyway, I just I think, okay, I think I'm on your side. To me, it it did feel like he's calling out guys like Andrew Wiggins who has been awful for two straight months um, is what it felt like to me. Um, I think Draymond and Poole have kind of like a synergy where it's like they know they're they're very similar. But I just think that you just can't – you just can't when, – when Steph is out and there's not many offensive players, you can't be as bad as Wiggins has been. It's not acceptable. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's – they're searching for someone to take ownership of this whole thing. And, and I like, I I'm going to be honest with it. I I expect it to be Draymond. I like, I don't think that's Andrew Wiggins like I, I, and everyone who listens to the show knows what I think of Wiggins. It's not a, insult, I just don't think it's going to be him this year.
2: I don't like, I have seen nothing that indicates to me, he's going to be that guy. So. He made a big three down the stretch. You know why? Because yeah. he freaking stood there and got the pass, and it was a corner three, and that's what Wiggins excels at. There you go.
1: That's yeah. it. If if his, if he has a very simplified role where he catches and shoots and guards a man and that's it, he can excel at that. And you know what? That Let's be real. There's not a lot of guys in the NBA who can shoot 40% on three and, like, man-to-man guard your best player. So, like, he does have talent. But like asking him to be more like he's just I just don't think he's ever gonna be more than that. And and that's it is what it is. But like when the Warriors get in these situations, to me, I'm looking at Draymond Green, the greatest defender of a generation, an absolute leader. I need you to be better. Um, uh, because I don't, I don't think like I mean, you know me, I was never on the two-way wigs, all-star bullshit hype. Like, I I never, like, bought, like, you know who I think is a two-way
2: all-star? Draymond Green. He needs to be better, you know? That's, a, that's yeah, yeah. for me. I mean, also Clay Thompson, so. yeah, Yes. So, both, both those guys, by the way, before we get to the goons, which are Twitter questions, um, both those guys, just huge mistakes down the stretch. Just Draymond with the overhelp. Leaving the guy wide open, and then Clay Thompson with the foul on the three. It's just, it's just end of the day. We can talk about Steve Kerr, right? And and, and I think he's made a lot of mistakes here in the last few weeks. But he's these better, guys man. just have to play better. All of these guys just simply, it just felt like Jordan Poole's the only one that's balling out there. Jordan Poole is twenty two years old. He's the guy that's the only guy that's balling like that. Be better. Love Jordan Poole. Great game. Another great one by Jordan Poole. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by. HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is upon us months and it's a great time to focus on what's important to you whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout that's what i need to do learning to cook definitely what i need to do and prioritizing your wellness that's what i always need to do and hellofresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable hellofresh delivers pre portion ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on quality. You can skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the weight and long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh is Sam. It's actually 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality, actually healthier. And you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. There's more, that's more money to put towards other 2022 goals of yours. I actually use HelloFresh because I don't know how to cook. Uh, and I pretend that I know how to cook. So it looks good when uh, I cook for my girlfriend. Um, so shout out to HelloFresh. Uh, uh, <laughs> shout out, Risa. As everyone knows, uh, here it comes the light years code. Uh, HelloFresh.com slash lightyear16. So use the code lightyear16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash lightyear 16 Use the code LightYears16. Support for the LightYears podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle the performance package. Join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code Lightyears20. Lightyears20 at manscaped.com. So the performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and it's a game changer. Just got my hands on these. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, secretly crucial, crop preserver ball deodorant, which I love, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave because this trimmer is waterproof you can now say goodbye to the annoying mess on the bathroom floor you can also take your grooming grooming game even further the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and air hair trimmer which has become increasingly more need as i get older hitting my 30s the weed whacker is also bulletproof provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps helps reduce nicks Snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. They also have a crop preserver, a deodorant, crop reviver, ball toner. Changes the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in a two-free gift, two free gifts to their performance 4.0. You got the boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off. Free shipping with code Lightyears20. Again, get 20% off. Get free shipping with the code LightYears20 at Manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: And to the goons, um, you know, we couldn't go live. It's for the better we didn't go live tonight. So we're going to get to people here. Um, I want to throw this one out from TW: Who's the Warriors' best player right now, and why is it Jordan Poole? You hit this before the uh, commercial break. Is
2: it even a question right now? It's not even a question. You can't even say. Like, the closest thing you can say is Draymond's impact on defense, but Draymond's not there yet. So, it's by far Jordan Poole. He's the only guy on this team, and you mentioned this before the season, so let's bring it all the way back. This team right now has a has an issue with creating shots and creating shots at the rim, and Jordan Poole is the only person on this team that can do that. Kaminga a little bit, but Jordan Poole is the only person that can do that. That's not good. No,
1: and and it's... <sighs> He's playing with the utmost confidence. I would have liked to see him have the ball in his hands more early in the game, but yeah, he's objectively he's the best player in the Warriors' his name, is Steph Curry, and I don't think that's changing anytime too.
2: Um, let's get to Warriors twenty four seven. By the way, by the way, before you go on, it's not a good thing if Jordan Poole is your best player. A twenty two year old Jordan Poole is your best player on a team is not a good thing. So
1: you would think Clay or um, Draymond would be better, and maybe yeah. they will be going forward, but, but they you know, need to be right now. From Warriors twenty four seven. Does Clay get a pass for the whole season?
2: I, I, I think yes. It, when I look at this season, at the end of the season, absolutely. Right now, <laughs> it's tough, right? Like you're in the heat of the moment. Heat of the moment, you're like, hey, he has to be better, and I think that's fair. I think just because you say you say Clay Thompson has to be better and that he's not good defensively right now, and he has to play within the offense, I don't think that's. I don't think that's not giving him a pass, right? Yeah. It's like I'm saying, it, I think what would be unfair is if I said, yeah, Clay Thompson's cooked. He's never going to be good again. That would be unfair.
1: That is fair. Okay. So the next question is from Base flash Bros. Is Clay in the team more as a starter or would it be better if he was the sixth man? Um, I think this ties to the same question about Clay Thompson. I think in general, I think Clay is ahead of what I expected him to be here, but that does not mean it's not Rocky. Um, ultimately, I do give him a pass. I don't expect a guy off of those injuries to be, you know, the guy we saw in game six before he tore everything and everything, you know? Um, so I, I do think he gets a little bit of a pass coming back. To me, it's always like, did you build a roster that made sense for when he comes back or were you did you build a roster like hoping he would be a hero and
2: like defy science? I, I really do think that if Draymond wasn't playing and Steph was playing, I think Clay would look so much better. Uh, Clay needs Steph, so and I think there's just nothing you could do about that. He just he needs he needs Steph. Yeah, or Chris Paul, someone that'll get of the raw Corporal Paul. Like he just needs someone like that uh, just to hit. Even, uh, okay, yeah yeah, 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 Keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, my bad. That's my
1: all bad. right. From seven, um, the media's reaction for LeBron, for LeBron entering the postseason with a foot ankle injury last year compared to Steph this year, how cringeworthy will it be on a scale of
2: one to ten? <sighs> I don't. They're not gonna you know why they don't they're not gonna talk about Steph's injury because Steph doesn't talk about Steph's injury. Steph ain't out here with the cast. Nope. Like Steph is old school. He he's going to come back and he's not even gonna talk about it. He's just gonna go out there and he's just gonna hoop. Like that, that's who Steph is. I think it's he's not he's not going to every little media guy, right? And, And saying, Oh my god, I have to play through this, I have to play through that, year 15, this and that, and gas himself up. No, no. Steph's going to go out there, he's going to marry her to Hoob and it's going to be quiet. It's bigger
1: okay? than basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we got to get to this one. I promised friend of the show, Evan, that we would discuss this topic, and he's been mad at us because we haven't gotten into it, a little more bluntly. From the city, how can Moses Moody save this franchise? I'll take my questions off the air. Uh,
2: I'll tell you right now, the Warriors need Moses Moody out there. There, there. He's a guy I talk about this team that's just playing dumb basketball. Does Moses Moody make dumb plays? No, he does not. <laughs> but by the way, I want to shout something out before we keep going on this topic. Uh, Evans is amazing on college basketball. He, you can see tweets on really like every player that's playing well right now that he's yes. talked about. It's it's incredible. Um, but they, I was confused why Moses Moody didn't play much again tonight. I mean, he had his shoulder thing, so maybe he was injured too. But he needs to play.
1: You know what's interesting to me? And, like, we we talked about it earlier. Andrew Wiggins needs to play better. We didn't talk about how well Jonathan Kuminga played. Ah, you're right. And I'm just sitting here and I'm going, are we not... Are we not positive that Kuminga and Moody can just... Like, if Wiggins just disappeared, would it matter next year? You know what I mean? Like, I think... Moody is one of the most mature players I've ever seen coming out of college. And Kuminga's is just a freak. Like he, I, 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 you and I, like he's gonna be so good over time. I'm wondering like, do they even need Wiggins on this roster, which kind of speaks to, you know, we, we can talk about how we didn't things have not gone well with the Wiseman pick, but like, the Moody and Kuminga back to back in the same lottery, like that's
2: it's gone as nasty. well
1: as you can it's pretty, pretty good. much hope.
2: Okay, so I think of it this way: Um, with Moses Moody, I think, and 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 Evan saw him a lot higher than I think a lot of people did, even though I love Moses Moody in the pre-draft. But I think with Andrew Wiggins, he has this, you know, really high potential ceiling. It, it, it's this is audio, so I'm, I'm doing a very high potential ceiling right with my hands.
1: Hands, and in I the think
2: air. hands in the air, and I think the Warriors have brought him down like three notches right? To this kind of role player level. I think with Moses Moody, he started very, very low. And I think watching him now, it's like, it's very much like, hey, we're, we're pulling him even to like, he's at least going to be a super role player, right? Like a like a, like a a super, super role player type of player. And which I think to answer your question, I think actually Moses Moody is the guy that's going to be able to replicate a lot of what Andrew Wiggins has done this season. Hominga has his own superstar upside. Like that's totally different. It's obvious now that Andrew Wiggins doesn't have that. And I think with Moody, it's like he does what Wiggins does. He's going to be able to shoot threes. Maybe he's not as good defensively, but he's definitely smarter. Um, he's definitely he might smarter. Be as good
1: defensively, to be frank. Like he's
2: not. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. But I'm with you. But he's also better just with the ball in his hands, getting to the getting to the hole and making the right reads. Like he's just better. And he makes free more, throws more. A little more patient. Yes, he makes free throws. That's he's a good. Fucking one. free throws. So you're right, I hadn't thought about that. You're right, like me, like, and from a financial perspective, I mean, this is probably what Lakup wants, right? Andy
1: this, and Andy Zaidi over here, yeah.
2: <laughs> don't get me started on the Giants, man.
1: Oh. <laughs> um,
2: love Farhan, but Jesus,
1: I do think, um, Moses Moody and, and Kuminga open up some potential for the the Warriors to you know explore options but that's a different conversation
2: yeah that's an off-season topic it would be nice though next season
1: all right from Fresh Donuts uh, Draymond Clay, Steph Wiseman, Dre have all missed games with the core three only playing 11 minutes all season does that guarantee a carbon copy 2023 season another see what we've got we make moves season or is Wiggs doubt? for a package that includes Wiseman for a backup big this offseason?
2: I think that the Warriors are actually better next season because those guys are actually on the floor, right? Uh, presumably. Um, Clay's a little bit longer from his injury. so. But I think the question, the real meat of that question is the last part. Is is, Wig- is Wiggins and Wiseman going to be moved? Sam, I'm going to say no. What's up, <laughs> what, do you, so, what do you think? No. I mean –
1: absolutely not. After this Orlando game I want everyone moved. But um <laughs> but like my honest feeling is uh, we'll see how the season plays out. If the Warriors lose early in the playoffs, uh, they're probably going to be more aggressive. If they get to the Western Conference Finals and let's just say like you know, Draymond sprains an ankle, they're probably going to run it back.
2: That type of thing. What right if they're thing? just not good enough than Phoenix? What if they just lose in 6? They're just not good enough, but everyone's healthy. I think they run it back anyway. I think it depends how they
1: lose, honestly. I think okay. it's that simple. Like, we're we're going to – I what I was trying to get at, and I was trying to be too cute about it, is, like, it depends how the season ends to see how aggressive they're going to be. And I think um, – we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll
2: wait and I, see. I, I think unless they get swept or something in the first round, those guys, it's just not happening. It's not.
1: I will say Wiggins is an expiring contract, so there's a decent chance he is shipped out and something happens. But like they there's a lot of similarity with the Warriors and the Niners right now, where they're like they just don't want to, hold to on. sell they low. Hold
2: on. They, they don't hold want to sell on. low.
1: We we can't sell low. You know, they're holding on to uh they're holding on to, to some Bitcoin, they're gonna
2: ride the wave. I fucking wish Wiggins was Bitcoin. I wish. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Jimmy G, I wish they were. Unfortunately, they're more like, what are they? What are they more like? What, what am I thinking of? I'm going to come, come back to me. I, I'm going to think of a shit coin that uh, <laughs> will pop up later. All right. Let's keep it moving.
5: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: All right. Why do the young guys, Moody, Kuminga, and even Wiseman, get blamed for wasted roster spots due to them being too young, even though they are in the game and making impact? when they're four Ooh. unplayable
2: guys in the roster? Wow. it's a great question. They're hitting tonight. Yeah, You want to you you take this one? I think this, one's I'll, Taylor I'll take this one Taylor made for you. It's not
1: about the players. It's about the decisions that are made. Period. Um, End of the roster guys are always going to be end of the roster guys. The question is, could you have flipped those young guys for a guy who's more in his prime to help you right now? That's the crux of it. I I feel like people are always getting into fights over the concept of like, why would you want to trade Kuminga? Like it's not about Kuminga. It's about an opportunity cost around the fact that you have Seth Thank Curry you.
2: and you're competing. So that's the crux of it. Thank you. I can't say, I can't say that. It's never about the players. People are always like, oh, why do you want to trade Wiseman? Why do you – it's, it's not it's not about them, man.
1: I, I like that. I want to get to this one. This is going to piss you off. There we go. I like there we go. From our guy, Kenga Group um if the warriors had drafted a kongu or lamelo ball do you
2: think we would be favorites for the
1: championships
2: a kongu would be really helpful right now i a- put up the put up the hipster put up the hipster pick
1: yeah dude andy's about to put on his flannel jacket and be uh. going out here going a kongu uh, reminding me of Bam Adebayo,
2: he really, he's really good, man. He could be a really, really good defensive player in this league. Travis Schlenk, he knows ball, he knows hoop. Uh, I think, I think the, I, yeah.
1: yeah. I was gonna say the lame answer is both of them would help the Warriors because they're playing basketball.
2: Period. It's like, that's a, like I mean, Okongwu would be playing basketball on this team right now, without a doubt. The real question is Lamelo. That's a real question. How much does he actually help them? It's a real question. So
1: I mean if they had LaMello, they'd have the best asset in the draft. Now I think the reality is if they drafted LaMelo, if they had LaMello, Pool, Steph, like they don't need all three of them, but I don't think they would trade one of them. And I think we'd have this weird 49ers situation that's similar to like Jimmy G. Like I think it I think it'd be one of those things where they get too cute with the assets. So I'm not necessarily convinced they would be in a better situation to win a title. But I do 100% believe if they had Lamella Ball, they would be in a better situation to scan the future. And like, have, like objectively, the league views Lamelo as a star and the league views J- James Wiseman as a question mark right now. And... You know, it's Wiseman's hurt and Lamelo plays well. Like that, there's nothing you can do about that. The, so, like, I but like, if if the question is like, Game Seven, like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think the pick is necessarily, Like, I don't, I don't think Lamelo on the court is changing Game Seven.
2: You know, Uh yes, your point is right, but you know who would really, really, really need Lamelo ball right now, and and and, and be very happy. Clay Thompson, yes. Clay Thompson. Okay. They just Lamelo would get to the rack, get Lamelo, get get Clay the ball, easy three, just over and over again. That's what Lamelo is great at. As much as we love Paul, that's not his. It's not his style.
1: No, Paul's a scorer. Lamelo is yep. legitimately a point guard. He's he's got that sort of like. I mean, he's he definitely flashy, but like he is a a a pass first player, you know. So would help
2: um, mellow and pool plank defense would be pretty funny but anyway anyway Steve,
1: Steve, Steve he resign. might kill himself he might kill himself immediately
2: maybe, maybe better that he resigns. Nah, i'm kidding all right well
1: maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um,
2: Kenny Atkinson licking his chops
1: are let me ask you one more question do you think we'll see from candlestick well will we see andre ygdol for the playoffs Where the hell
2: is Andre Godala? I am getting those questions repeatedly. Um, Andy Sources has nothing. Sam, what does Sam Sources say?
1: Sam Sources says he's getting a biopsy. I (laughs) I have
2: nothing. You would assume that he's going to play. but I mean, just it doesn't make any sense that he's not going to not play. Um, He's practicing. So the last time he came back, he played one half, looked okay, and then hasn't been seen since. So, like, they they must be slow playing just to the point where it's like, yeah, I guess we'll just come back with four games left, five games left. Just pray he doesn't get hurt before the playoffs. But that's also – like, that's a that's a theme of this team this season, right? I mean, just to bring it all the way back is that they just can't seem to play together. Like, not, like, physically, but, like, they just – or, like, I mean, like, chemistry-wise, I mean, like, they physically cannot play with each other. It is just not possible. So how do you expect them to win a title? If they've never played together before.
1: Yeah. It's, it's uh, simple as that. We're going to end it here. Disgusting yeah. loss. Worst <laughs> loss of the season. Everyone should feel bad about themselves, except for Andy and I, who showed up and did our own show. Um, <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday. Special guest, Yeah, sure. MT. MT on the show. you going to have a good time. Hopefully the Warriors will win a game before then and not be <laughs> this embarrassing. Can't, can't promise it. They've shown no signs that they're not going to wilt under the pressure. So right. we'll end it there.
6: MyPatriotSupply.com